Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Cavs the Podcast. I'm Nate Smith, and I am here with Evil Genius. So should we talk some, some Cavs in the yeah, wake of all the? Uh, it was a rough game tonight. The last couple of days, yeah. Rough game tonight. Fantastic game Saturday. Probably the funnest game of the year. I would yeah. say. I mean, the hype was there going into it just because Delhi was going to be in the building and. Um, and, well, and there, it, there was it was kind of an electric atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. Well, combine that with just a, a, an opponent that is prone yeah. to having nights like that. I mean, and, and John Washington's Wall the most probably shouldn't have been playing. No. Well, I mean, you look like a zombie, and he yeah. probably was after you know being a new dad and everything. So well, I, and I guess I'd be, he was sick too. Well, that's just it. Like, I think it's so funny. Like, Washington's one of those like. Washington's one of the craziest Jekyll and Hyde teams ever. Oh, yeah. Like, like they can be having the worst year, the the worst sort of stretch, and then they'll have a game like remember that what was that great? What was the classic LeBron game when he hit that? Oh yeah, the turnaround. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Kevin Love touchdown pass. I mean, it's just weird. And then they can have games like like on Saturday where you're just like, wait, well, and it's so funny. Who's <laughs> on the second night of a back to back? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. You remember um, at the beginning of the season, Tom and I talking about John Wall and like this is him's just saying this is the year that we're coming out of the gates hot. You know, we're going to be one of the teams to beat in the East, and it's just like yeah. less talk, like, more action. Sure. You know, I worked out real well for Derek Derek Rose when he joined the Knicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I find it hilarious that all these teams that. They they all they all want. I mean, I don't know if it's for themselves, for their fans, for for whoever. When they they come out and make these these wild proclamations about the season, and you're just like, ah, okay, well let's let's see what things look like in yeah. February or April or June. Like, Meanwhile, just, you know who doesn't do that? The Warriors. <laughs> they yeah. just go out and kick teams' butts. Yeah, you know, oh. I mean. Not that I mean, I'm a fan, tell but... Me, tell me if I'm wrong, too, but I don't think LeBron ever did that a whole lot either. 
LeBron no, was always he, yeah. He, it's always about we got a long way to go. We got a lot of work to do. You know, he would never seem to be like the guy out there saying, you know, this team's going to be special or I'm going to win the MVP or anything like that. He would just go out and you know do his business. But um, yeah, that's what champs do. They've been there before. They act like it. Yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, Derrick Rose, if the Cavs had gotten the Derrick Rose that uh, Minnesota has this year, they'd have gotten that Derrick Rose last year, we, we might be having a different conversation right now. I just don't know if they would have. I just don't think the Cavs had any semblance of an offense they could run that well, that is also true. But. That would really highlight what Derrick Rose is doing this year. But to your point, he's shot the three better than than he ever has this year. Yeah, he was shot twenty five percent for the Cavs last year. He's shooting forty seven percent this year on three and a half attempts a game. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he's finally healthy, and he's seen. It sounds like he's worked on a shot a lot over in the off season, and he's uh, he's really getting a lot more air under the ball. Yeah, but that's thirteen percent higher than his career high, which was in fourteen. It's just insane. Yeah. So. Well, and for, to bring it back to the Cavs, yeah. the, the other guy that if he played like this year, last year, that would have made a big difference is Tristan Thompson. Absolutely. Who, Unfortunately, got hurt tonight, uh, landing awkwardly under the hoop. I think he either twisted an ankle or or uh, injured his foot somehow. But uh, but he it was pretty quickly after halftime, and he didn't he didn't return. And it looks like sounds like after the game, he might be headed for a being out for a few games, maybe a little bit longer. And uh, so I guess we'll finally get. <laughs> Finally, get our, our a chance to see Larry Nance Jr. start at center, but um, yeah, it's too bad. TT is having a really good year. He was, uh, he, I think I posted he was just in the month of December in five games uh, before tonight. He he was averaging fifteen point six points and fifteen point four rebounds a game. Um, he's just been really really phenomenal. Reminded me of that stretch that. Verjao had before he went down. Um, I think it was maybe the second year or third year after LeBron left. Remember when when Verjao came out of the gates and was just finally healthy and he he was averaging like fifteen and fifteen, and and then I think that's the year he like blew out his Achilles. So uh, update on Tristan, diagnosed with a left foot sprain. Uh, X rays came back negative. No timetable on return yet. So, yeah, I wouldn't think we'd see him if that's the case. If it's a foot sprain, I would say we probably won't see him again this side of Christmas. Possibly, yeah. Although Tristan's kind of stubborn, he kind of likes to consider himself an Iron Man. So, but I I agree. There's no reason to. Yeah, I mean, why why risk further injury if you're either gonna try to see if there's a trade market for him or um, you know, or I mean, might as well just bring him back when when K Love comes back in January, right? Yeah. <laughs> in the meantime, Larry Drew gets to juggle some more. Although Larry Nance Jr. probably the best guy. He and Delhi were probably the best guys in Cavs uniforms tonight. Um, Jaron Blossom game. Yeah, Jaron Blossom game. Yeah. Who probably should have started because. Uh, Rodney Hood was 
all kinds of awful. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, there's nothing to and well and Burks wasn't very good tonight either. No. He was equally as bad as uh as Hood. At least Hood grabbed a few rebounds. I guess they both had a couple of assists, but everyone in the starting lineup not named Tristan Thompson. Let's let's uh, add this up. Twenty six. It's gonna be something like 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 eight of forty nine for forty six. Yikes. <laughs> That's not good. No. That is that is pretty bad. And then and they didn't even turn over a ton. They only had nine turnovers in the game, but I mean, they could not hit the broadside of a barn. Um, and well, they shot twenty with like twenty nine percent for the first quarter. Yeah, they only shot like thirty four percent for the first half. Um, they were lucky to only be down thirteen in the first quarter and eighteen at halftime. And really the only reason they were down so little at the end of the first quarter is because Milwaukee started out cold, too. Well, Milwaukee actually didn't shoot very good at all tonight. I mean, they only shot 44%. Yeah, compared to 38% for the Cavs. But they made 42% of their threes. And I mean, the Cavs actually shot a lot of threes, although a lot of them came in the second half. Yeah. They were. I was behind in the first half. I was screaming at the TV how bad the shot selection was. I mean, uh, Colin Sexton was coming down and just jacking the first twenty footer that he could get open for, or he was throwing up so many floaters, and it's like work for a better shot. Like no one was working for a better shot at all. Well, and he was getting his ass handed to him on defense, too. Oh, well, yeah. So in the – what was it in the third quarter? I think um, – Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon had 12 points in the third quarter, and they were almost all on Colin Sexton. He was just abusing Colin Sexton. It was it was painful to watch. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's got – what? Three or four inches on him, and probably be- a good thirty pounds because Colin Sexton's kind of a twig. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, to, I mean, he was getting—he wasn't so much going through Sexton as just getting by him. He was getting by him, and also the Cavs just weren't scheming anything to stop anybody. I mean, there was definitely a well, not having Tristan in there hurt, um, yeah. Yeah. but but. Larry Nance played a good game, and they just they they seem to get very little from from uh, their guards in terms of like even getting in front of somebody on the perimeter, and that goes for all. I mean, other than Delhi, yeah, other than Delhi, I didn't see anybody actually try defensively. A uh, blossom game. <laughs> no, I meant from the guard standpoint, oh, oh, and well, from yeah, because they kind of right now the Cavs run. It's pretty much Nance and Thompson, and then everybody else is kind of a guard slash wing. <laughs> yeah, I well, mean? yeah, I mean, because Blossom Game's technically a forward. Yeah, and he had a double-double tonight. Uh, he did. 10, 11 points, 10 rebounds, had a couple big blocks. He had a... Well, one counted, and the other one should have counted, but they called the, the, yeah. the one at the end of the half a goaltend, even though on replay it clearly... He clearly got the ball before it hit the glass, yeah. um, and the Cavs, which would have been a saving grace against a Brog, allowing Brogdon to go to go the full length of the court in three seconds. But well, I will say 
that I saw the replay from the top view, and it was over the cylinder, partially over the cylinder, and technically that is a goaltend. Okay. So, so I see that angle. Yeah, it, it is. I thought it was a good call. Did you have the Milwaukee broadcast? No. Okay. I just had the re. I just saw the replay that 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 oh. uh, that uh, FSO showed, and it they only showed this from the side. Yeah, but he was Blossom game was super active tonight. Uh, had a bad first game against. Uh, <laughs> on the recap that I wrote that you loved, <laughs> called the worst. <laughs> yeah. I, I could just hear, feel you cringing from two thousand miles away. <laughs> but um, yeah, he was rough that game, but played really well against Washington. Uh, not as well as. Um, Jalen Jones, but Jalen freaking Jones. Yeah, Jalen freaking Jones. Who, although he was bad tonight, man, he yeah. was he was four for four the other night. He was zero for four tonight. Yeah, yeah. But to me, the guy that just was all kinds of awful was Colin Sexton, just walking into just terrible shot after terrible shot, abused on defense, not make like just swing the ball and work for a better look. I mean, you did not have to take. A 20-footer no. with 16 seconds left on the shot clock. That's just not good offense. No. And, and by the way, there was also the – there was also the um, the watching the ball dribble out to Bucks shooters on long rebounds and not even attempting to go for it and just expecting someone else to get it. From and it wasn't just – Cavaliers. And it wasn't just Sexton. It was a, it was oh, yeah. a lot of Cavs that, that did that, but it was just – was one that's there's no excuse for that. I don't care if you're having a bad shooting shooting night, if you're not distributing the ball well. The one yeah, thing there was one in the fourth quarter and you said it on the thing and I was about to comment on it. And it was like he just literally watched it go by his feet. <laughs> yeah. It's like who do you think's getting that, dude? Like there's yeah. only five guys on the floor. Like go for every rebound. Why why would you why would you I mean there's no excuse for that. It's at the very least hustle, hustle, yeah. get spots. If you have a bad shooting night, it happens. Yeah. The Cavs are really bad. It seems like at uh, defensive rebounding, long rebounds, and they seem to either not, um, well, they don't box out. They don't box out, but they also collapse too far. And yeah. then the, the rebounds go over their heads. Like, Delhi is was the master of that when he was with the Cavs because he would always just collapse at the free throw line. Which you don't have to say crazy. when he was with the Cavs anymore. Well, the first the Delhi 1.0 era. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm super. He was fantastic. The championship Delhi era. He was fantastic tonight. I thought. I mean, oh yeah. Well, for a guy who hasn't played much because he's also been injured, and you know. Ha- I mean, he'd probably know some of the system, but it's changed yeah. a bit in 2016. So well, it was funny because I listened to, so I went to the gym right before the game and then listened to probably the first 10, 15 minutes uh, on the way back in on the radio. And Jim Jones was talking about how Delhi had a one minute, I'm sorry, not one minute, about a one hour crash course in the offense uh, this <laughs> yeah. morning. And by the end of the course, he was telling guys where to be on the court. <laughs> like, he already knew the offense by the end of the hour. And you yes. can see that first pass he delivered went straight to the opposite corner to Blossom game, game 
And, uh, I mean, it was right on target, and it was really impressive. And also, I wish that, like, Tristan Thompson, he rolled for the first time all season <laughs> when they did the pick and roll with Delhi because he knew he could get the ball. It was uh, fun to watch. Yeah. No, I mean, it's great to have him back. Yeah, I mean, he hit that big three, and clearly Milwaukee fans loved him. Oh, they had that chant at the end. The the what was it? Thank you, Deli, and then Della Vadova, and all kinds of. I mean, look, he's a crowd. He's a crowd favorite. You can't help but root for the guy. uh, They gave him a ovation when he came in the game. Yeah, you can't help but root for the guy. In fact, there's only one person on earth I would I think that wouldn't root for Deli. So, (laughs) indeed. Maybe two. The other guy might be um, might be oh. Lou. Well, yeah, and I mean, if you count some of the like, like Al Horford probably still doesn't like him. Yeah. Well, and, it was funny because I read before the what somebody on Twitter and I can't remember who it was was like they had to trade Corver before they brought Delhi back because they didn't want another uh, Jr. slash Crowder, Crowder situation. Yeah. Sure, though. I mean, they're probably two of the nicer guys in the league. Well, I don't know. I've I've not heard. I've heard Delhi's great if you're his teammate, but not necessarily otherwise. Right. Yeah, but that's Australians for you, man. Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Like you know, they can they can be a, they can be a little rough on the on the enemy. So. Yeah. Yeah. But you love them when they're on your side. Yeah. Exactly. And. Uh, don't don't challenge him to a drinking contest. Yeah, I didn't mean like nice guy. Like, oh, he's not going to foul you hard. I mean, no, like, no, no. you know, just genuinely nice person. Oh, I know. No, and, and and don't let me spread any Australian rumors. That was just uh, all in good in good humor. No, yeah. uh, no stereotypes here. <laughs> um, no, no saltiness. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely the the old. Um, I guess it was ten for forty six, not nine for forty six. So I did shortchange him a little, but yeah, that was a big part of it. Although we talked, I talked on the the live thread a little bit. Man, they let a lot of stuff go early. Like, oh they yeah, were just the getting hammered. Bucks. Yeah, well, and it's funny. Like I noticed this early on. I didn't mention this on the thread, but it just felt like. Um, it felt like the Bucks were playing like guys who wanted to, who had, who mom and dad were away. Like Giannis wasn't playing, so he didn't have to have his like twenty nine touches a game. Yeah. So guys were like, "Oh, we're gonna get our <laughs> get yeah. ours tonight," and that's what led to the. I mean, I think when when it wasn't Brogdon abusing Sexton, it was Bledsoe. Like he just would take him inside, outside, and and just. It worked really hard. I, I haven't seen Bledsoe work that hard to get past people in, I don't know, probably years. Probably since his early days in Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, the other guy, I mean, we can all talk about Ursan Ilyasova is one of those. Such a dirty MFer. One of those guys you hate when he's on the other team and you love him when he's on your team. I don't think I'd even love him if he was on my team. I can't stand that guy. <laughs> that I've guy. never liked his game. I think he's oh, his game is such so dirty. dirty fouls. Well, he does. He's he is the terrible. master of fouling without the ref seeing it. You saw it at the beginning of the game when he was slapping the hands down when the guys had the ball down. And then yeah. 
he ta- he's one of the league's biggest floppers. Let he's me- one of the few uh, non-warriors I can't stand. Yeah, I mean, he is... He he is definitely right yeah, there with non warrior non Celtics that I can yeah. yeah I can't. Although I would not be surprised to see him on the Warriors at some point because oh no he seems like a total Warriors type player. Oh yeah, I mean he is right up there with uh, Jaja Patchouli oil for you. Totally, totally. They're probably from the same country. Uh, I don't think they are. Um, Ilya Sova, I I don't know. We'll have to look it up. Because uh, Zaza's from Georgia, and I think he's the only Georgian in the NBA. So, um, but man, this is. A, are you watching any of this? Uh, oh late- man, did you see the dunk LeBron just had? Yeah, do you see him get absolutely sandwiched though on the next one? Yeah, like four guys converged on him. Yeah, yeah. and then he left on the court begging for fouls, and then. <laughs> And then, of course, uh, Wade came down and, and Jack like a six-foot step-back three, yeah. like, thinking he's Luka Doncic. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, I w- it just goes to show you how amazing LeBron's body is and how amazingly he takes care of himself that this is clearly Dwayne Wade's last year. He's oh, yeah. He's a year older than LeBron, and... He's on his last leg, and LeBron's out there, clearly the best player on the team. Still. Clearly a top best five player. Best player in the league. Still. He's still yeah. the best player in the league. Who's better? Oh, I'm, I'm not going to, until somebody does what he does in the playoffs every year, I'm not going to say anybody's better. I mean, certainly LeBron has nights he takes off, and certainly they're, he doesn't like to chase guys out of the three-point line. He's figured out ways to conserve energy, but... Sure. Until somebody stops him in the playoffs without, you know, five all-stars, yeah. <laughs> then, then um, he he owns that that moniker of being the best player in the league. So. It's interesting, though, like with, with KD's comments uh, the last week or so, really doesn't seem like he's in any hurry to join the Lakers if he's saying that about oh, yeah. LeBron. Right? Oh, nobody wants to – a lot of guys don't want to play with LeBron. Well, I mean, I although that's the that's the total KD move, though, like saying yeah. something like that, and then and then ultimately signing with the Lakers because he's a complete <laughs> hypocrite, or just like, well, I wanted to go against the grain and be the guy that did sign with LeBron. Yeah, I was. It was all. Yeah, it was all Schadenfreude. He's was setting it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's true. I mean, and it's it's also kind of BS too. Like uh, the guys that don't want to play with LeBron. You can count them on one hand. Everybody else wants to play with LeBron. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the only guys that don't want to play with LeBron are the stars because they realize their touches would get would get impacted. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, you got, the, they have the disease of the that Kyrie has, which is the, oh, I, I want it to be my team. Meanwhile, the Celtics always seem to play better when Kyrie doesn't play for some reason. Yeah. Well, did you see that, uh, that Theus guy had a plus 51 the other night? Did he? Oh yeah, Tice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's it? Yeah. Name? Well, they all had Tice, but they but they beat that team by. I mean, they beat the they beat that team by fifty. The Bulls by fifty six. But look, the the Celtics tonight were missing. The Celtics tonight were missing. Kyrie, Hayward, um, Baines, Semi Ojale. He of the. Uh, 
the playoff surprise last year. Uh, Yavaselli is out for an extended period of time. Yeah. But, oh, no, sorry. Semi Ojale did play. It was Yavaselli. You're right. But none of those guys played. They still beat the Pelicans by three. Yeah. Well, because they're a better team when Kyrie doesn't play. Well, yeah, that is also true. Um, I, and you know my theory that Kyrie is just kind of sucked up to the Celtics all off season and all kind of throughout the season. And, you know, he did that commercial with his dad in the, uh, yeah. in the oh, God, I, I know you love that one. Oh, God, I hate that commercial. I love that commercial about as much as you love Ersan Ilyasova. <laughs> <laughs> that much, huh? That much. I mean, it's just like, uh, Diedrich Irving. <laughs> Who looks a lot like Ray Allen, too. Did you notice that? Yeah, he does look a little bit like Ray Allen. Yeah. I thought it was Ray Allen when I, I first saw it. Like, I'm like, oh, Kyrie's playing one-on-one with the, one of the greatest three-point shooters of all time. And then I'm like, no, nope, it's just his dad, Dredrick. Because you know that it wouldn't be Ray Allen back in the garden. <laughs> yeah. No, but I love the, the line in it that he says, oh, I, I my dad's the reason I chose number 11. I'm like, yeah, except for the fact that the number two is already retired uh, in Boston. Otherwise, you'd be number two right now. Uh, he is kind of number two. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Although, you know, Steph Curry threatening to take his nonsense title with the whole we didn't land on the moon comment. So. Uh, gotta love Steph. Gotta love uh, New Balance. Or not New Balance. Uh, what shoe is he? Um, uh, Under Armour, right? Yeah, Under Armour. Yeah, the Under Armour Under Armour old man nursing shoe. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, bringing it back to the Cavs a little bit. Um, Larry Nance, great game tonight. Sixteen points, real nice. Come, I mean, obviously Delhi comes in immediately. The best pick and roll ball handler the Cavs have. Uh, was getting uh, Nance and Thompson looks at the rim and finding shooters. It was it was impressive to watch. Uh, yeah. Larry Nance had a really nice game, was getting that hook going. Uh, maybe he's been working with Tristan on that. I saw a stat tonight that Tristan is over 60% on the season on hooks. He's uh, number three in the league, uh, can't, uh, AC and Fred said tonight, which is pretty yeah. impressive. So no, he's been he's been terrific, and it's too bad that it's too bad he got injured because you know he may be out for a couple of weeks, and yeah. you know he was really kind of the one constant the Cavs have been able to count on was a double double each night from from Tristan. But look, hopefully they can start counting on that from from Nance as long as Nance can keep himself out of foul trouble. Yeah, although boy does he get some BS fouls called against him too. He, oh sure. Because his arms are so long. Well, and, like, do you see the one where George Hill went up against him? And it was just yeah. like, like, I don't know how he avoids that foul. Like, literally, he, like, didn't even, he went straight up, barely chested him, and he got a foul call. It's yeah. just like, he just seems like one of those guys that has a reputation now, too. Like, you remember how J.R. Smith used to have a reputation and just couldn't oh, sure. a foul call? I don't Although, know I was is. impressed with him that he... You know, he had three quick fouls in the first half, 
but then he only had one more the rest of the game, and he played most of the second half after Tristan went down. So who knows? Maybe if he focuses on a little bit more, he stays out of yeah. situations where he picks up the the cheap ones. But like you said, the 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 refs seem to not call a lot on on the Bucks early and call a lot on the Cavs early, and that just that really set the tone uh, early on for the for it both. Really did and it was very annoying and. As you said, Ersan Eliasova is really freaking annoying. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's just honestly him and you put him and Zaza on the same team, like it's just you know you you there, there'd be there'd be blood on the court every game. Yeah. So meanwhile, for the uh, the Bucks, uh, you had Eric Bledsoe was really good tonight. Twenty points, twelve rebounds, five assists, one turnover. Uh, Brooke Lopez with a plus 32 on the night uh, with 12 points and and four boards. And then you had Chris Middleton, five of 16, but still 16 points. And and then uh, Sterling Brown, Shannon's little brother. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's up with that guy. He, he seemed... He had a monster dunk, and he had 12. Yeah. Points. Yeah, I mean, he I just kind of seems like what you said earlier. He was like, "Oh, mom and dad are out. I, I I get to score tonight." You know. Yeah, yeah. All these guys. I mean, yeah. You see Lopez taking like like thirty footers. Yeah. And you're like, "What? Come on, dude!" Like, I get it. You can shoot long. You can shoot threes. Hooray! <laughs> There's no reason a guy over seven foot should be taking five threes in a game. Well, but that's what they do with him now. I mean, he shoots a ridiculous amount of threes. That's that's Buttonholder has said. Yeah. Go take, go shoot those threes. What is he? Uh, I don't think it'll hold up for them in the playoffs. I don't. I don't. I'm not. He's I'm not a buyer. Almost seven threes a game. Six point seven threes a game. Oh, I know. I'm not a big buyer in on Milwaukee. I'm. Uh, I think. I think when it comes down to it, there are other teams in the East that will knock them out. Yeah, my biggest thing with them is. I feel like they just don't have enough consistent shooting, although Brogdon is turning into an absolute knockdown shooter. He's going to make a lot of money this offseason. Um, and the other big problem that they have right now, you know, Brogdon shooting 48% from three. Uh, the other big problem they have is uh, Bledsoe, Brogdon, and I believe Lopez are all free agents at the end of the right. season. And well, Middleton, Middleton is too. Or Middleton, not not uh, Lopez, Middleton, and yeah. then um, George Hill will probably also be a free agent. I don't oh, think they're yeah. going to pick up his twenty one million dollar option. <laughs> well, and that's that's the other thing too. Like they're going to have to figure out who they're going to bring in because they're giving away an awful lot of draft picks over the next five years. Yeah, absolutely. And- I mean, they owe they still owe one to Phoenix for or, for um, Bledsoe. Which could could be delayed as long as twenty twenty one. Although something tells me, I think Phoenix will take it the next two years. But um, but then yeah, then they'll owe one to the Cavs, and I think they have another one that they owe too. But wow. um, no, I think those are the only two for now because I don't think they can trade farther out than that. The way they have them, yeah. And but then, still, I mean, that's oh, absolutely. They're not. It's not like they're going to be picking in the. You know, I mean, they they typically do a pretty good job. I mean, they got Brogdon pretty late in the second round. Um, 
of that the draft he was in and you know, Middleton was a nice later round fine or later in the first round fine I believe but I don't know they look they they didn't get a whole lot back for Jabari I don't think did they no I mean, he they left didn't get the free agency right yeah they, they declined to match the offer I mean Jabari was what the third pick in that draft I mean no and and, then, and honestly they were smart to let him go oh no I I'm not saying they shouldn't have I'm just saying. You know, they well, with the bad luck with his injury history or whatever, but he he certainly wasn't the the player I think they thought he might be. I think I don't think he's he, the player the Bulls thought he. Was. <laughs> well, he's been doing all right for the Bulls. I yeah, mean, the problem is is he is just a disaster on defense. Oh yeah, well he's not a star. I mean, they've asked him to be a starter, but he's not a starter. Like right. he's a good he's a good minutes and energy guy off the bench for you yeah, in the middle. For what they're paying him, they need him to be a starter. Oh yeah, that's true. It's a it's not a good it's not a good contract. But no. um but yeah, I don't know what where the Bucks go. I don't know who you I think it's more likely that Giannis leaves eventually than them build a, a good enough team around him. Yeah, and that that's certainly a possibility. Um they have the ability to do something in free agency this year. The problem is Who's going to Milwaukee? Who's going to Milwaukee? The other problem is if they do that, they may have to lose Middleton and they may have to lose uh, Bledsoe. Or Brogdon, right? Well, Brogdon, the one nice thing about Brogdon, he's got a really low cap hold. uh, Right. Because he was a later, not really low, but a low enough cap hold that they'll wait until the end of the summer until they have all their other free agent signings to sign him. And then they can pay him more than that cap hold. Right. Um, although other teams, if they're smart, will give him a big offer early. Oh, I think that'll happen. Oh, I think they will too, because a, by the way, the Cavs should, well, the Cavs aren't going to have cap room. That's true. Well, won't they though? After no, no cause um, well, because aren't there a lot of expirings for the Cavs? Not really. The only expiring, well, there are. Um, I mean, yeah. if they can find a taker for Jr., which each day that that goes by it seems like like either Houston or New Orleans could use him. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I think ultimately they'll decide that. JR can probably not help them as much that much. So I don't know, man. Have you seen Houston play lately? I have. They don't get, not good. If they don't get Ariza back. Yeah. Well, and they're already Yeah, and the Lakers are trying to get Ariza, supposedly. I don't see that happening. <laughs> it's so funny that Phoenix signed him to that one year deal and it was almost like just to trade him. <laughs> yeah, well that's part of the game now, isn't it? Yeah, but the funny thing about it is that um, it's the funny thing about it is this was clearly Daryl Morey's worst offseason ever. Like, just the decisions they made were pretty ill conceived. He could have done nothing else but sign Carmelo, and it would have been the the worst. Oh, absolutely, offseason ever. <laughs> that was a disaster. LeBron is wearing pink shoes tonight, not bright pink, like. Easter egg pink. Oh, like pastel pink? Yeah. Oh, that's odd. It's, it's off-putting. Did you see um did you see he gave that woman in Memphis those shoes? 
the oh yeah the yeah that was worker. that was pretty cool. I mean, I'm 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 hopefully over my my shade on LeBron. I'm I'm still a little bitter, but are you? Yeah. I'm, I, I don't know, man. He I'm, gave I'm very tribal. Gave him a long I'm very time. tribal. He gave him a long time. Uh, yeah, but. I mean, you know. if you if you disliked someone as much as LeBron probably dislikes Dan Gilbert. Oh, I know. And yeah. you still stuck, and you still stuck around for, and you still came back, yeah. Came back and stuck around for another four years and won a title. Like, I can't really blame the guy. Yeah. No, and I, I know what you're saying. I just people say like, oh well, what if you know if if Kyrie would have stayed and this and this and this. I'm like, I still think LeBron was leaving. I think this is just part of his narrative. Oh yeah, that's part of what annoys me. Is you know the the constant spin, the constant PR, and just it just gets old. Yeah, but, but we don't have to deal with anyway, it anymore. Anyway, <laughs> I'm 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 happy for that lady get that got the shoes. Yeah, that's so, nice. That was nice. <laughs> it was nice. Um, and, and from an X's and O's standpoint, I didn't really feel like this game was really an X's and O's game. It was more just the Cavs didn't make anything. They took a lot of dumb shots and. Oh yeah, it was a it was a no ability to guard anybody tonight. It was a rains that pours kind of a mentality, yeah. I think. And in some respects, I I felt like the Cavs almost were feeling themselves too much a little after the Washington game. I don't know. Yeah, I I mean the guys that would would be guys like Sexton maybe, but and Chetty. <laughs> I don't know if Chetty's capable of that. Like, yeah. I, he doesn't seem like the type that would be like, "Hey, I'm I'm reading my." Because he didn't. He had an okay game against Washington. He didn't have like a stellar game. And then, I don't know, man. Like, I can't decide if he's trying to do too much or if he just doesn't really know how to modulate his speed out there. I think that's a big issue. Like, if he got a little stop and start to his game, it would help him so much. Oh yeah, because like, he's, he's just, just out of control on these drives. Like he was throwing up things like off the side of the yeah. backboard. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Like yeah. this is not, this is not what I what I imagined you'd be doing. You know, like. And the other big problem is that the Cavs were doing that, and they were just driving into three guys over and over again. It's like, yeah, somebody, somebody's open. You know what I mean? Like, well, that was a, that was a frustrating thing, especially with with Sexton. To be honest, like, oh, yeah. there were there were a couple possessions where he would dribble in and the floor would be completely spread. He'd have four other guys that were fairly open. He could pass the ball to, and he just jacked up a fifteen footer that that hit off the front of the rim. You know, and, yeah. and you're like, well, nothing's gonna happen. Like, and because everybody's so spread out, all of a sudden. You're basically giving a run out to the to the the opposition right. in the other way, right? And yeah, and he's taking poor finishing angle, throwing up weak floaters. You know, yeah, it it, it was frustrating. He's a, but he's a rookie. I mean, oh, I know we ended debates with uh, I think John B on the thread tonight about you know, and and there was some. I, I look, a guy's never is as bad as his worst game and never as good as his best. And Sexton had 29 points on some pretty efficient shooting the other night against a, a 
John Wall and uh and that's why I was saying like feeling himself. Like I could see Sexton kind of feeling himself a little bit after a twenty nine to one disparity over John Wall, who's been an all star and one of the better point guards in the game, or at least self proclaimed one of the better point guards in the game, and and he had a great game against a team that really wasn't doing much to try to stop him. And then he came out against a team that actually knows how to play defense that has a couple of good point guards that have one that has size on him and the other one that has a little bit of speed on him. And, and clearly he's got a scouting report on him and is going to execute. And they, scouting report. and he started missing shots and they started abusing him and it kind of all snowballed and went downhill from there. So yeah, yeah I don't think Sexton's a terrible player. I, I think he's an average rookie having a, having an up and up and down year. And I think anybody who's disappointed by Sexton was expecting too much from him to begin with. Well, I, I think my opinion of him is somewhere between that and probably what Jeremiah Singleman thinks. So, well, I don't think <laughs> yeah, I is is right about anything. So I know I lost me at Jeremiah. I just threw some red meat at you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a little bit of a troll. <laughs> That's right. You've been good at that tonight. I have been good at that. But, no, that Washington game was fantastic. Uh, Tristan Thompson with one of his best games as a Cavalier, 23 points, 19 rebounds, 5 assists, um, and 0 turnovers. He was everywhere that game. He was fantastic. Yeah. Um, like you said, Colin Sexton, a very good game. Uh, Chetty uh, had a nice game. And... Alex Alex Burks with a with also yeah. with a really good game and and Larry Nance with the dunk of the year so far. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, I mean that was a terrible pass. That was that was worse so than almost any Jr. haphazard lob to LeBron <laughs> and Nance somehow like just almost his arm like he did that like Mister Fantastic thing where his arm like grew a foot yeah. at the last second threw it and still threw it down. Like, um, that was a dunk contest dunk. Oh yeah, you know, a super windmill. Yeah, but yeah, it's great. It's, awesome. it's capable. I mean, Larry Nance Jr. has so much raw talent, and it's look. Maybe you're right. Maybe the trying to make him a a, a point five is the way to go. Although I can't imagine that's how they go with Tristan down because they don't have anybody else who can rebound the ball. Yeah. Well, the thing that drives me nuts is just when they go like three or four possessions without him touching the ball, because first of all, he's so unselfish. Yeah. It's not as if he's going to take shots away from guys. He's just going to get them better shots. Oh no, he should definitely touch the ball, but, but it's hard to go being from, from triggering the offense to getting back and under the hoop on defense in oh, absolutely. one possession of the X. So yeah. that's my oh, only point. If my... you're in the high post, it's actually a little easier than if you're in the low post. But, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll, we'll, Larry, we'll get it. 13-7-7 and seven that night. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's okay. No, we'll get a good picture of, of what can happen uh, in, over the next few weeks. I, I, I do hope – Nawaba comes back soon because I think that'll help. I I look forward to stretches where they can play uh, 
Delhi, Nawaba, um, you know, Burks and, and either Jetty or, or Blossom game together and really just really try to turn some teams over. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I do want to kind of spend a little bit of time this podcast talking about Jetty because he has been a bit of a disappointment this year. I mean, right now he's shooting 37% from the field, 31% from three, you know, he has, um, 2.6 assists, which is a decent number, and then 1.8 turnovers, and his plus-minus is not good. Um, and to me, it feels like he's trying too hard to be a scorer, and I've, I've heard him say multiple times, I'm a scorer, I'm a slasher. Um, I wish he were the guy a little bit he was last year, that, you know, the guy that's going to come in and play really tough defense and I feel like that would actually help his offensive game more. Right. Because then, you know, you can you got more ability to score on runouts. Um and and he's a guy that takes dumb shots sometimes, but also he's just missing a ton of wide open threes. Well, there was that one possession where he bricked a three, Nance got the ball back, yeah. passed him again in the corner. He shot it and missed it almost the same way, like the same, like he hit the same spot on the rim. And I think, well, that's just a, that's just a getting your feet set the right way. Yeah. Type of, of mistake. So. And they had a really good game a few games ago where it, he kind of had a different lower body motion and he yeah. looked a lot more like Corver shooting it. And he, he hasn't got back to that when he seems like when he's a bad shooter, he's a little bit bow legged. Well, I think it, comes back to what you were saying which is sometimes he tries to do too much and it's not just on a given night when he's trying to do too much on the floor it's like he's trying to be too many things he's trying to pass like lebron and go to the whole like like uh, a point guard and you know and shoot the threes like corver and you know what i mean like he's he's trying to yeah emulate all of these guys and put it into his game and he's a talented player but he just that's too many things know. to integrate at once it's too yeah it's too many things it's too many things to like he would really probably be be he would probably really uh, acquit himself well if he just tried to do more of what Nance does which is try to facilitate the ball get it to shooters and then be and then and then head to a spot on the floor where you can spot up and get the ball back and and hit the knockdown threes rather than try to hit them off the dribble because I've noticed that the Cavs are shooting more threes but they're shooting more threes off the dribble instead of shooting more you know standstill threes where they get a get a pass or a hockey assist like there was a great shot the Blossom game a three corner three the Blossom game hit tonight on a a jetty hockey pass three or hockey, whatever, hockey, hockey pass assist. assist. And, but it was a standstill three where he's parked in the corner and he was the last, the, you know, the, the second pass and had a nice look at it. And that's the kind of shots that the Cavs used to get all the time when LeBron was here and don't seem to get almost hardly anymore unless they're playing a team that really doesn't care on defense like the Wizards, which is why, uh, 
which is why Jaron uh, is it Jaron? Oh, is Jalen Jones? Jaron Jones? Jalen Jones? Jalen Jones and Jaron J- Blossom. Jaron okay. Blossom okay. Jaren. Yeah. But it's why Jalen Jones was so open. I think it's, it's pretty bad when you're asking me advice for names. I know, but it's confusing. There's too many J J names. No, I know. I, I'm just making fun of myself. I saw where uh, Coach Drew called referred to uh, Blossom Game as LB tonight, and I thought, no. oh, JB or JB, JB, yeah, yeah, JB tonight, and I was like, oh, he's getting a, uh, he's getting uh, the, the the initial treatment, yeah. I was calling him uh, La Blossom Game tonight because of the chase down blocks. Well, it wasn't the first game I called him Wilting Game. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was pretty bad. It was it was rough, but as I said, kind of like when Nawaba had the real bad game in the LeBron comeback, it's like, you know, it's, it's hard to get too – you just hope a guy on his first G League game gets another – on a G League contract gets another shot. Because obviously he's he's a little bit nervous and you know like sure. I said with Nawaba with the LeBron game it's like that was clearly the biggest game he's ever been in and he he was a little bit nervous so yeah it's well, nice to nice to see him come back and have a couple good games after that. I mean, like, yeah, he's gonna be. I, I think both of these guys are gonna get a lot of PT. I mean. They've oh, already yeah. used, especially they've already been used way there. more than than what I thought they would be, but I think Drew doesn't really have much of a choice but to play these guys because, um, pretty, you know, there's so many so many injuries. Yeah. Well, or ex- injuries and exiles. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know, J.R. Smith just sitting at home eating chicken tortilla. So wait, so if they yeah, nice. That's a good soup <laughs> reference, Nate. Um no soup for you. Uh what but what uh what do they do about Jair? Can they just and they gotta pay him anyways, can they just cut him? No yeah, so I they're looking to trade him, but also the other issue is he has kind of a unique contract in at the end of the season they can trade him for his two thousand eighteen salary number. To a team um, that wouldn't have to pay it, or would only have to pay like three million of it, or something. Yeah, right? and and then once the calendar flips over, it's three and a half million. Is his right. is his buyout for next year? And so, if a team wants to give the Cavs uh, a draft pick to cut salary, um, they can do that after the season is over, which is a little bit different than a lot of other contracts because of the way. It has to do with the year that you sign the contract and the um, uh, what is it the which CBA it was signed under. Um, it's right. kind of goofy and and you know J.R. Smith and George Hill's contracts were different that way. But um, so that that's an option, or they can trade him this year to a team looking for help. Um, <laughs> somebody today was like, well. I was getting into it on Twitter with someone from another podcast <laughs> saying that Daryl Morey is not going to give the Cavs an unprotected first rounder for J.R. Smith. <laughs> well, but he, he wouldn't. Why would you? But you yeah. might do it if you took back. Um, well, you'd have to. You'd have Brandon, to take, you'd take back Brandon Knight, right? Yeah, you have to take that back. Um, but I still think there would be protections on the pick. You know, not in a draft like this is. 
I don't Darryl know. Well, I mean, the chance he's not going to make the playoffs, and then all of a sudden that pick becomes Zion Williamson. Oh yeah, that's true. I guess that's true. I was I was thinking about Houston as being a better team than they were. I forgot no, how bad the, I forgot how bad they are this year. They're in legit <laughs> possibility of not making the playoffs right now. So the playoffs know, started today. They wouldn't be in. Half the West is like that. Oh no, I'm just saying the West is that tough and. In, in a season like this where now that the lottery has changed and if you're not in the playoffs, you have a much better chance of getting a top three pick than you did in previous years. You're not going to take the protections off that pick is all I'm saying. But here's the thing. If if J.R. Smith was the difference between the Rockets making the playoffs or not making the playoffs, like just having that extra shooter that can play a little defense, then – I don't think that he is. I guess is my. Oh, I don't think I don't think he is either. But maybe we could trick them into thinking that. <laughs> if we talk him up on the podcast enough, I know there, I know for a fact Daryl Morey listens to this podcast. <laughs> Do you really? No, <laughs> I, I have no clue. I've never dork Elvis. I couldn't, I couldn't even. I could barely pick Daryl Morey out in a crowd. <laughs> oh, I I know it. He's he's kind of like a he kind of looks like a dorkier Trenton, uh, Quentin Tarantino. So. What do you do though if you're Daryl Morey? Because quite frankly, did they wind up signing Chris Paul to a big deal? They did, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. So that's that's instant regret right there. Well, but they kinda had to because of the way that it worked out, because the only reason they were able to get him to opt into his contract and then trade for him was by basically giving them a promise that, hey, we're gonna sign you to a big deal. Right. This. So you can't really renege on that promise. Right. That's true, I guess. But still, was it the full five or was it just four? It was four, I believe. So. Yeah. Well, that's going to hamstring them for a while because there's well, no way and then Chris they Paul stays a big deal. Last off. Well, at least Capella's got he's young oh, and he's I'm, got a future. I'm yeah, but I'm just saying their money is is tied up in a few different guys. So. Like I could see Capella being the. I could see Capella and Harden being the the building blocks to to you know try to rebuild it in a couple of years. Yeah, I honestly feel like a guy that might make more sense for them is Rodney Hood than J.R. Smith. You sure, know, um, sure. And if you and actually probably even more so uh, would be Burks, right? Because Burks is probably actually better defensively than Hood. Yeah, and if you could get Burks and. Or even both, I think, are is a possibility. If you could get Burks and Hood and then, you know, get Knight and a first round draft pick, that's something That's funny two. that they just they just travel around the NBA as a as a unwilling <laughs> yeah. couple, right? From <laughs> from Utah to Cleveland, then to Houston. Like who are the odd cut Oscar and uh, yeah. Felix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is which? Yeah. Yeah, and and I actually like Burks. Burks had a a fun game where he went behind the back and won the game with a dunk, which was oh, I love Burks, man. I gave him a whole, I gave him, a, I gave him a nickname, and I'm still he's tonight. He started making me regret that, but well, yeah, he's had some bad games and he's had some good games. It seems eh, about two of each, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah, although that's kind of who the Cavs are at this point, so. Yeah, I mean, they all kind of have good bad games. I mean, weirdly, Tristan's been the only true constant, and and that's only really been over the last like fifteen games. Because before that, he had some pretty rough stretches. Oh yeah, no, I mean, early in the season, 
I was screaming at the TV to take him out. <laughs> Remember that Nets game where the Nets just weren't guarding him early in the season. And, you know, you saw Tristan standing out at the top of the key with nobody within 10 feet of him. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they figured out how to use him more. And he's finishing with that hook really well. So oh, yeah. congrats, Tristan, on, you know, seven, eight years in the league finally figuring out a finishing move. Yeah, now go sit on the bench for a month. Yeah, I did. in a suit. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm excited for the Delhi 2.0 era. Are you? Do you think he? I don't think he starts. I think they're going to keep Colin Sexton the starter. Would be my. Oh yeah, no, I think it'll be. I think it'll be Sexton and. Uh, it'll be Sexton and either Hood or Burks at least until Nawaba comes back. Yeah. Although I heard he was getting closer, so. Who, Nawaba? Yeah, they could certainly oh. use him. Yeah. No, I, I mean, look, I I think, I think, but I think Deli will play a fair amount of minutes. I mean, he played, what, 16 minutes tonight, and this was his first game back. Yeah, um, and had a, had a really good line for 16 minutes, so. Yeah. Had a season high for 16 minutes. I feel like that his, his. Three point shot has gotten even more pronounced with that crazy, like up over the head release. Yeah. But well, he's fun, shooting, to, fun to watch. He is shooting thirty six percent, which isn't. Hey man, I'm not complaining. He's had a kind of a rough year. Other than that, though, I know. Yeah, but. well, he kind of got buried on the bench because you know that. Well, he had the patella patellar tendon issue. Was that early. this year? I thought that was last year. I thought it was this year. I think he had some kind of injury that slowed him down early on this year. And then, um, yeah, it's been kind of an injury-plagued couple of years in Milwaukee for him. Hey, but he got $40 million, so. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> LeBron. I read a tweet the other day. was talking about how Braun tweeted congratulations and good luck in Milwaukee before the Cavs even decided they were matching. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, when he left, but. I, yeah, I was, he knows. I still contend that, um, especially after watching him again, that Iman Shumpert was the wrong one of those two to keep. But oh yeah, I mean, weirdly, Iman's having a, a nice uh, sort of glue factor with the with the young kings in the Sacramento. He doesn't play a lot, but it seems like he's well, got he's his a token defensive. Too, so. Well, he's got some of his defensive mojo back. It looked like he had a. I think he shumped one of our guys the <laughs> on Friday night. He so he did um, the the basketball version of shump, not the urban dictionary. Yeah, not the not the shower version of shumping. <laughs> yeah, no one wants that. <laughs> no, they do not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I and. I, you know, I weirdly miss Shump, but also, I'm, I, I don't miss him either. So, do you think it's weird that Channing Fry doesn't play that much? I think it's really weird because he seemed just fine tonight, and then after, what was the game before uh, Washington? The Sacramento night. The Sacramento night, he came in and just switched two three pointers right away, and I was like, why isn't this guy playing more? Yeah, I mean, if, if the one thing you want your team to do more of is shoot threes, why wouldn't you play Channing Fry? The guy that can shoot threes? Yeah. I mean, none of your other bigs can. I mean, I mean Nance, Nance kind of can. <laughs> he thinks he can. Well, I, 
I mean, they're encouraging him to do that, and he's going to develop that part of his game, and it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, Brooke Lopez, when he first started shooting threes, was not a very good three-point shooter. So, Yeah. And now he's shooting seven a night. So, How much is he making? Uh, what is Brooke Lopez making? He doesn't make a lot. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, how many shot? How many He's, threes is he making? Um, Here, I can look it up. What's his percentage? It's about thirty-six. Oh yeah, thirty-seven. Yeah, thirty-seven on six point seven <laughs> shots a game. So you know what? that's not, especially for a guy that big that can literally nobody is going to be able to block that shot out there. And he's only playing twenty twenty-eight minutes a game. Wow, that is a ridiculous amount of shots for 28 minutes a game. He's yeah. basically shooting a three every four minutes. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of threes. <laughs> that is a lot of threes. But, yeah. I mean, credit to Milwaukee for figuring out, And I mean, that offense, boy, did they heat up quickly in the second quarter. Like, they just rattled off about ten points in about a, two minutes. Well, Bledsoe, <laughs> just, and Bledsoe was just, like, on, on fire from three, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then in the the third quarter, it was all um, Brogdon, Brogdon ab- abusing Colin Sexton. So I think Sexton will get better, though. I, I I'm not concerned. I think no. I mean, he need- I and mean, there's a lot of people sort of saying like, well, in hindsight, they should have taken Shea Gilgus Alexander. But the truth is that Shea Gilgus Alexander is a really good distributor. He's not exactly a great shooter either. Um, you know, I don't know if Sexton will ever be will ever be the kind of distributor. Sexton's very much in that scoring guard mold. So The thing that annoys me about Sexton is he's much more apt to shoot a jump shot than he is to get all the way to the rack. Um, and I feel like he just doesn't have any one-on-one moves. So offseason, that's what he's got to work on. I think the other thing is he's clearly going to put on more muscle. Yep. Uh, needs to put on more muscle because he's way too thin right now, and that's part of the problem. That's part of the reason he can't go to the cup that well because he can't really get a guy on his hip and score. The yeah, way some of these a lot stronger guys. Can. Well, and some of that is is figuring out some some move, some fakes and deeks at the top of the key, and because he's not a bad three point shooter when he no, decides he's to actually very do good it right now, but. I mean, Guys, so 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 he doesn't have that confidence of like shooting contested threes because a lot of the threes he takes are are fairly open, and then like you said, he can't he doesn't have the moves to get a guy on his hip and drop him to the hoop, you know, and then and in when he does, he gets that Jordan Clarkson tunnel vision and doesn't kick it out to open shooters. So it'll come, I think, and if it doesn't, then you know it'll be a waste of a draft pick, but. I think it's too early to draw that conclusion. I think, you know, nights nights like the the one he had against Washington are are tantalizing. But you know, look at and people have said like De'Aaron Fox is he's in that mold now. De'Aaron Fox is a better passer fundamentally than Sexton is because yeah, that was last year as well. So. Yeah, that was part of his game, but um, but that's. You know, look, he'll he'll either he'll have to he'll have to work with somebody most likely in the off season and have the the drive to do it. What's interesting about watching him in these interviews is it doesn't seem like much phases him, and I can't tell if it's can't tell if it's if it's 
him just being recognizing he's a rookie and saying like every night's a learning experience and I'm going to have bad nights and I'm just going to keep, keep at it. Cause he doesn't really give up when you see him out there. Like he, he keeps fighting. He's not always fighting a good fight, but he still seems to be fighting and trying. So, um, he just needs to, to really work on some facets of his game. And yeah. I mean, wait, he's a 19 year old kid. Like, I think I think he's he's had better nights than some of the twenty five year olds that are on the team. So you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, and and I I think that's probably a little bit with Chetty too. I mean, you forget Chetty Osman is um, this is his only his first real year getting minutes. I mean. Yeah, well, last year was his rookie year, right? Yeah, last year was his rookie year, and let me look at the minutes count. He didn't play a ton. Um, he played... He's already played more minutes this season than he did all the last season. Man. So he played 672 minutes last year. So he clearly didn't play a ton. Um, you know, I think... Like we talked about, embracing some of the roles he had last year would help him. I mean, 37% from three last year, 48% from the field. Um, he he was better efficiency-wise last year, but he, he's doing a lot more this year. So, But his free throw percentage this year is, is way up. <laughs> LeBron ditched the pink shoes. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> now he's got black and white shoes with purple laces in oh, one yeah, and, I, and I, gold I, laces I, in the other. Yeah. <laughs> that's so odd. Yeah, he's he's well, he's a different guy, isn't he? He's um, a lot of shoes, though, so. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? I, I wonder if he has a big shoe collection. I never asked him that. I should ask him that sometime. If he's got a huge shoe collection or if he's just giving them away. Probably both. <laughs> well, probably not. He probably doesn't have the shoe collection of... Corey Coleman, but who's Corey Coleman? That wide receiver for the Browns that they interviewed during Hard Knocks, who had like, like something like four thousand pairs of shoes. Yeah, there was uh, there was who's the Cavs player that had all the shoes? Um, I don't I think, remember. I think it was um, was it Delonte? No, it was uh, the the guy that always hit people in the nuts. What? Oh, uh, Dante. Dante. Jones. Yeah, Dante. He had a big shoe collection. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's appropriate, right? I mean, yeah. if you're gonna be kicking guys, you might as well have a good. Oh, absolutely. A lot of shoes yeah. to do. <laughs> exactly. Once once you get some nuts on your <laughs> shoes, you don't want to wear them again. <laughs> Dante. I wonder what happened to Dante. He's still waiting for the Lakers to sign him in the offseason. I don't for know. The, but for the postseason. It's so fun how much Cleveland loves all those guys that won the, that championship. Like, like I feel like Mozgov could come back here and the city would love him. Oh, yeah. You know, it's so funny. Like, there's Mozgov. Especially if he was at the Brew Garden. Oh, I don't even know if the Brew Garden's still open. That's a good question. That's funny. Um, yeah. I closed down, and once he left town, <laughs> get that big stuff out of here. That's I'm right. hungry for some blue garden. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still in the league? Uh, yes, because his contract was untradeable. Um, Thanks, or not untradeable, but 
Where he, I think he's with the Magic now. Yeah, thanks because thanks. they traded him for Biombo. Right, thanks, Bus Junior. Right, it's like Brew Garden is still open in Strongsville and Middleburg Heights. So there you go. Nice. nice. Yeah, no, uh, but that's just it. Like when you have a fan base in a, a city that hasn't won a championship in fifty plus years. Yeah, of course these guys are gonna be treated like like that. Like that's the. That's kind of the goes with the territory, right? You shouldn't have to pay for a drink again. Even wasn't Sasha Khan the human victory cigar on that team? Yeah, Sasha Khan, <laughs> Sasha Khan. Right. Who knows what happened to Sasha Khan? I don't even. He's, he retired he's right after. It, well, there you go. He's he's probably coaching in Europe somewhere. Where where's Sasha Khan these days? <laughs> Working for David Blatt. As an assistant, uh, I don't know. No, I was I was trying to be funny. <laughs> Sorry, failing miserably. No, no. I, okay, so Sasha Khan. I am fascinated. I'm fascinated with this with this Laker Heat game mainly because it's sort of a throwback to what basketball was like ten years ago. How so? Well, just the kind of offenses they run and. The I don't know. I like there's there's just a lot of there's a lot of drive and kick. There's, there's a lot of a pick lot and roll. Of drive and kick. Yeah. It's just very strange. It's not. It doesn't feel like modern basketball at all. Yeah, I mean, even even Lonzo Ball is driving and kicking. Yeah. I wish they would have like brought Bosch back on the bench for this game or something. <laughs> He's probably there. I'm sure. That was sad. That's a sad way to end. I mean, I was never a big Bosch fan, but you know, when you when you have a, a, a weird illness like oh, that, no. to- yeah, totally. It, it, I mean, not that we should, not that anybody should feel bad for the Heat, but uh, that's a pretty. I mean, I'm not sure which which which. Dynasty, quote unquote, potential dynasty ended quicker. The the heat of the Cavs. I guess they both lasted about four. Years, yeah. Right? Not one. Not two. Not yeah. three. Not four. Five <laughs> championships was the uh, prediction for Miami. <laughs> Wasn't it more than that? Didn't he just keep counting to I, like? I seven? don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe he did. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's still that's still one of those. Just awesome moments to look back on and say, yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't really work out that way for you. Dirk Nowitzki <laughs> happened, and you kind of choked in the first one, and then... Everyone got old and sick. Well, that, and then that last uh, Spurs team was really good. <laughs> yeah. Although, I, they've been doing a lot of debate. At, well, they did the last week when Steve Kerr and the Warriors were in town, when Kerr said that the the... 20 what was it the 16 17 Cavs were the best team they faced it just so happened that that they had they had went out and got KD yeah. to add to the to the 73 win team um even so at least, even he admits it but that's true i mean that i remember that remember how that team just just bulldozed through the playoffs that year i mean yeah they did it was a it was a great team it's unfortunate they would have they would have probably swept just about any other opponent in the finals, and they just happened to run into a 
a 73 win team that added a former MVP of the league. Well, they were good, but they also kind of they were oddly constructed um, because they had it was LeBron, Kyrie, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith in his prime a little bit still, and then and then Iman, Kyle Korver. Richard Jefferson, Teron Williams, Channing Fry, Derek yeah. Williams. Yeah, that that was a pretty de- I mean, that's a pretty good top nine at that Dude, time. Dude, Corver hits that three. Oh, it's yeah, two, absolutely. It's two two, and, and and anything could happen. Oh, absolutely. Especially with as kind of mentally weak as the Dubs are. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, that Corver three was was huge. Uh, yeah. One of the bigger misses is misses is. <laughs> of uh, of Cavs history. Did you see where where George George Hill apologized on Twitter to Cavs fans for missing that free throw? That free throw. <laughs> so sorry, I missed the free throw, and we we couldn't win another championship. Well, I was yeah, like, I, I saw that. Like, Jesus, I was like, Jesus, dude. It's well, I was like, Jesus, dude, head. let it go. You're fine. Well, the funny thing is, is I've heard more than one person talk about how. J.R. Smith just totally took the pressure off him for that. Oh, yeah. But the funny thing is, is you know, how many free throws has LeBron missed in the clutch over the years? A lot. A billion? Yeah. I mean, but also he's had huge games to get past that. But, yeah, he's missed a lot of free throws in the clutch. Yeah. So. You know what I was thinking tonight? Um, where have, we, have we killed this this tonight's game oh, so, absolutely yeah i mean we're just kind of dead and buried moving on yeah. to the knicks do you think they'll do you think they'll fare all right against the knicks on wednesday or oh absolutely knicks aren't very good they aren't but they have these weird games where random guys go off like they had that week when trey burke went off and then and then they've had they had that week where that other guy went on i don't know they, no he not him not anyone fr- not yeah. frenchy long arms not Frenchie long arms. I don't know why Ben wants that guy so bad. Uh, ben loves Euros. <laughs> More than you? Um, yes. <laughs> you guys and your donkitch love. <laughs> oh, come on. You got to admit, he's pretty darn good. Come I'm on. not going to admit, admit anything. <laughs> it's, it's 2032 and Donkic has five championships. He's like, he's oh, not but- that good. <laughs> he's not that good. Overrated. I will chant overrated at Luka Doncic his entire career. I don't yeah. care. I'm dead wrong. <laughs> um, no, but what was I saying? Uh, Moutier? Yeah, Moutier had a big game the other day. I don't know. It's just the Knicks were a weird team. They I thought are. they'd be better with uh, with your your boy coaching them, Fisdale. But Fisdale, well, yeah, but they they don't have they a lot of good players. players. Yeah, they don't have. They don't have a healthy zinger. They got Ennis Cantor is probably their most consistent guy, right? Yeah, but he's also a terrible defender. Then you've got, then you've got uh, uh, what's his name, Tim Hardaway's kid. Hardaway's they've lost name. a, lot. yeah, they've lost a lot the last. Although the one game they won over the last week was, they beat the Bucks one thirty six to one thirty four. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. started out uber hot and now is under forty percent from the field. Yeah, so they're not, he, they're not a good team. No, they're not a good team, and they he takes too many shots. Um, yeah, they just 
don't have a lot of they have a lot of okay players, not a lot of good players. They have some guy named Damian Dotson. I've never heard of that guy. Yeah, oh, Kevin Kevin Knox has been a dumpster fire. I mean, you want to you want to think about bullet dodge as far as rookies go. <laughs> well, or or you know, don't put too much stock in summer league. <laughs> well, yeah, never do that. I don't oh, know. I know, I know. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, like Knox has been a disaster. Yeah, and I almost feel like some of these guys. Watch him, and by, as I say that, I know that he's going to light the Cavs up on Wednesday. <laughs> well, and some of these guys, I feel like some of them having a really good summer league is actually not good for them because they can kind of get a false sense of confidence. And you know, a guy like Knox or a guy like you know Trey Young. Um, well, <laughs> Trey Young. Well. Trey Young might still figure it out, so, but the problem with Trey Young is he's. If you think Sexton is skinny and twiggy, oh yeah, absolutely. Well, the other like, thing about Trey Young that's hilarious is if you like how what kind of odds could you have gotten on Colin Sexton out shooting Trey Young from three this year? You could have made a lot of money. Oh yeah, because <laughs> Trey Young is shooting twenty four percent from three. Yeah, the problem with Trey. Wow, LeBron just hit like a yeah, I saw thirty that. quarter. Wow, that his three point shot looks really good so far this year. It does. Well, it looked pretty good last year, but it it kind of came and went a little bit. Too. Yeah, depending on who was on the team. <laughs> yeah, depending on the month. We'll see yeah. if he has his January slide now that he's out in the land of sunshine. It depends. I mean, they've got some weird injury stuff happening. Like Rondo's been out and. Ingram just went down for a couple weeks, and depends if they it might get, get better with Ingram on the bench for a couple weeks. <laughs> yes, yes, sleepy long arms, that guy. Um, I don't know about Ingram. I don't, I'm not convinced Ingram's a star at all, <laughs> or even a decent player. Yeah, he. I, I'm a bigger fan of Kuzma, although Kuzma has zero defensive ability. Does, does Beasley play at all for them? He he has been recently, but not a lot. I'm actually kind of surprised he hasn't been playing much tonight against the his old team, the Heat. But well, it's kind of funny because he's been a pretty decent scorer the last couple of years, and then he kind of they don't use him like team. that though. It's yeah. a, it's weird. It's they're just a weird team. They use Lance Stevenson still. I mean, I, never... <laughs> I saw Lance Stevenson's dunk attempt. <laughs> oh yeah, did you see that? That was fantastic. <laughs> That's fantastic. Like the one that would have been good on eight foot rims. <laughs> yeah, good comedy. That's, you can always count on on oh, Lance Stevens yeah. for that. Yeah, it's, yeah but it, it's a weird. The, thing. No matter how much, but no matter how much the Lakers want to kid themselves and say like, "Oh, we're we, Magic's like, oh, we don't want to be anything like the the Cavs used to be." And it's like, dude, you're still the same team. It's well, LeBron. Yeah. And a, a, it's LeBron and a bunch of dudes. What was the one I I heard? Um, it's like, boy, Trevor Ariza sounds exactly like the kind of guy that. They were uh, that they were making fun of the Cavs for filling their team with when LeBron was there. Yeah, it's a total like three and D guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's and they're shopping Caldwell Pope, which I, I think is a little early to be like. I don't know. I mean, I always felt like KCP is a pretty good shooter, and if he was in the right situation, I mean, he's still only like twenty five years old, so. Yeah, he just fell off a cliff this year, though, shooting-wise. I mean, he was really good. That's the weird thing. Like, he was good last year, and now he's not good. Like, he was 
percent and thirty eight percent from three last year, and this year. But the goofy thing about him is he's like an amazing free throw shooter. But I think KCP is better off the dribble three than he is standstill oh, three. Oh, oh he's and I have waiters. No, I think he is. I I don't have any information or stats to back that up right now without looking at it. But just from the my short term, well, from my short term memory, I test. Yeah, I, I. Probably, how many Lakers games do you watch? Do oh, you I watch, watch a lot. Yeah, I watch a fair amount. I probably watch. I mean, they've played what thirty games this year I so you far. Didn't get that channel. Um, I don't, but um, but I have. Uh, but there's there's one there's one channel that that shows them occasionally, and then whenever they're on national TV, they, they the local channel has to it has to show them. I found out like it's a different channel than I thought it was. So hashtag fake news. Exactly. <laughs> oh look, they just they just showed uh, the sockless curmudgeon himself. Boy, he's looking he's looking gray. He is. Yeah. Oh, it's a star-studded affair tonight. Yeah. Oh, well, it always is in L.A. But yeah, I saw Kevin Costner earlier, and I was like, "Wow, he looks good." Denzel's there with his black on black Yankee hat, which is completely strange in <laughs> to be wearing a Yankee hat. But um, yeah, I don't know. I've been watching a few a fair amount of Laker games, and I watched a fair amount last year too. And it just always struck me that KCP was much better off the dribble three than he was standstill three. And unfortunately, with LeBron, you're going to get more standstill threes than you yeah. are. So, well, and yeah, KCP is not a good enough player that you can do my turn, your turn. No, I don't know. The NBA doesn't make a whole lot of sense this year. I think it start, will start too after well, the holidays. I think the rule changes kind of threw everybody for a loop too, because the way they started officiating away from the ball, yeah, and that freedom of movement stuff. I don't think everybody thought it would have as big an impact as it has. And oh, and the shot clock too. The the oh, yeah. The ten seconds less. I actually say have to say I really like that. I do too, but it's led to a lot more shooting. Oh, it has. Yeah, I mean teams can't rest on offense like they used to. Yeah. Well, you can't just kill clock either, which is yeah. kind of nice. Uh, well, which I don't know what the I don't know what the the prevent offense would of LeBron used to run would do <laughs> in, in a, this current shot clock predicament. Yeah, that is true. That is true. He's he's not going to be able to run the ground and pound like he used to. <laughs> three yeah, yards, well, three yards I'll, in a cloud of dust. I'll be interested to see what that does in the in the playoffs because yeah. that's so where you're you'll... convinced they're making it now. No, 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 no. I I'm not saying them specifically. I'm oh, saying okay. any team that tries to do that, like Utah, tries to do that a bit too. But um, yeah, I think it's hurt teams like Utah. It has. They've they've been much worse this year. Although Donovan Mitchell's been not really good. Yeah, reg- he, he's kind of suffering from what ails Chetty a little bit. It seems like just trying to do too much and and yeah. Believe well, I'm it, looking. I'm believe looking in his at, own press a little bit. Yeah, I mean, look, it's possible. I mean, the Lakers could certainly make the playoffs. They could certainly not make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, an extended injury to LeBron, and it probably is not happening. You know, yeah, but you've as got as the West is okay. So you've got you've got Houston is the thirteenth team, and they're six games out of first. Yeah, OKC is currently at the top of the standings at seventeen and eight. Houston's at 
at 13 at 11 and 14. And then Phoenix is the only team that's well and truly out of it at four and 23. So look a week, a week of a week long winning streak. And all of a sudden the whole West could be turned upside down. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's definitely a strange season. Yeah. Well, I know, I don't think there's a team that's averaging, that's giving up less than a hundred points anymore. The Pacers were for a while, but now they're at one hundred one point four. Yeah, and it'll be it'll also be interesting to see if they call these same freedom of movement fouls in the in the playoffs the same way they are now. Or they won't, and that'll be have to that'll be screwed, that'll, they won't, and that'll be scrutinized. I think. Oh, I just say, hey, you're going to do this throughout the regular season, but you're not going to apply it to the playoffs, and it's going to be there's going to be a lot of. Angry post-game pressers in the playoffs this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and to me, kind of the team with the biggest advantage right now. Well, the two teams more than anything is Toronto and Milwaukee, which to, who to me look head and shoulders above everyone else in the East. All the, oh, the Sixers, the Sixers are right there with them. Yeah, but. especially since they got Butler, and Butler is a guy that. But Embiid's already complaining about his role now that Butler's there. Which is stupid, but... Yeah, but Embiid's kind of stupid, right? I mean, yeah, that's always been his game. It's like... Well, look part at- of the problem is is that it's, it's hard to play him and Simmons at the same time unless one of them is out of the paint and Simmons can't be out of the paint if he doesn't have the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or teams just aren't going to guard him. Yeah. No, I mean, look, they got they got real potential problems between that and oh, just go up with the ball, Lance. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> they, they have real problems between that and and the whole Markel Fultz situation. That's oh, just yeah. well. Oh, to me, it's- <laughs> Lonzo with a with an eight foot bounce pass to the Heat to start their break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to me, that uh, Markel Fultz, it, it's over, it's done. Oh yeah, yeah. I think. The thoracic outlet syndrome. I mean, look what happened to Matt Harvey's career. And granted, he's a pitcher, and that's that's a whole different thing you need your arm for. But I mean, when you can't lift your <laughs> arm up with your head, eat you with the, the really technical thing you need your arm for. <laughs> well, pitching obviously you need your arm for pitching. For <laughs> basketball, you can favor one arm over the other. You can you you can you can teach yourself to shoot the with the other hand if you. Or so inclined, but if you're Tristan Thompson, Although exactly. No one's ever gone right to left. <laughs> Is that true? Tristan Thompson went left to right, but no one's ever gone right to left. Is that true? I'm assuming since they say Tristan's the only one who's ever done it. Either that hasn't been brought. So, yeah. So. No, I I think he's done. But to me, that the biggest problem is is. What they need to do is just make Embiid the center of the bench offense. Like, start Embiid, token start Embiid, and then just when Simmons isn't on the floor, you just post up Embiid like crazy and play him that way, but Embiid's not going to want to do that. Right. I mean, and that's technically where Butler should be able to help, but if Embiid's not 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 happy about that, then. That's a bigger issue. But to me, I mean, 
and even more than Milwaukee and Philly, like Toronto just seems like the team that can absolutely, A, they're probably going to finish with the NBA's best record because the West is so jam-packed. Yeah. And, and B, they're going to have a much easier route through the playoffs than anyone in the West is going to have. So. Oh, no question. No question. They're, they're the, it's so funny after the Lebronto <laughs> of the yeah. last few years that the way things happened, I mean, they've essentially become that, that new team where you've got a, a game changing superstar at the center of a really well constructed shooting and defense team. Yeah. Or as I called it, Kawivland. Kawivland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Did you see Lonzo try to dunk that? Yeah, it was pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Lonzo just, Ball is. And then D Wade with the. <laughs> the turnaround three-point yeah. air ball. Yeah, so what do you think oh, of the Golden man. Globes? Nominations. Weird, like every year. They were, they were odd, but that's the Hollywood Foreign Press. Yeah. Well, and it's this, it's this whole thing about what qualifies, what doesn't qualify, do Netflix movies qualify, do, you know, like, I, if you haven't seen Roma yet, you should definitely check it out. It's, what is it's, Roma? That's the Alfonso Cuaron movie about um, uh, people, you know, growing up in Mexico, essentially. Yeah. But uh, fantastic film, but it uh, it didn't get nominated because it's technically a foreign language film. So Which it's bizarre because it's the Hollywood foreign press. I know it's the weirdest thing ever. I don't know. That's fantastic. and they're. Yeah, I, I think Golden Globes are still just such a such a jokey thing, and I, I think award shows in general have. I think the 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 thing that people are pointing to this year is that is that Black Panther got nominated. So wow, that's a strange list: Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, If Beale Street Could Talk, and A Star Is Born. That is an odd list. Yeah, it's a very strange list. <laughs> that's but a, yeah, that's a strange list. Yeah, I, and and because Vice got nominated in the com, in the what the comedy category. Yeah, it's Mary just, Poppins Returns, Crazy Rich Asians, and the yeah. favorite in Green Book. Yeah, that is, and Green Book also in the comedy. Green Book. I don't know why it's in the comedy. Like Green Book should definitely be more in the dramatic side. But have you seen and, it? Yeah, Green Book's what? great. Yeah, it's I, great. I want to see that. I I like a Vigo Mortensen a lot. And he's great. Really, it's probably his best performance since uh, Aragorn. Oh, you didn't – did you watch uh, Captain Fantastic? Oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he was really good in that too. Yeah. And he was good in Eastern Promises, but I guess that was before the last – it, And it's more – that's less of a critic's movie. So. Yeah. No, I've always liked Vigo. He's always been kind of an underrated actor, but um, but uh, Mahershala Ali's fantastic too. So, but yeah, Vice is going to be great. I haven't seen it yet, but people that I have seen it say great things. And uh, it's just a weird year for movies, and it's the first sort of like full living with the you know because me, me too. Well, Me Too was it, last year was post Me Too, but it was still kind of fresh and it was it was very like no one really kind of knew which way was up and now this year there's you know we've we've lived with it for a year and and change and 
And then the, I, I think the, the whole Kevin Hart controversy is put a little, even more of a black cloud on, on, uh, award show stuff yeah. seasons. So, uh, the whole thing's just very weird. It's a weird time, uh, in this business. So. Yeah, what was it? The one uh, review I read was like the the Oscars should stop trying to be hip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and stop trying to make it shorter because every time they try to make it shorter, they wind up invariably making it longer, or or just getting the wrong best picture. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was two years ago. It was three years ago, but still, yes, that's true. No, that was two years ago, wasn't it? I mean, because they were yeah. still making jokes about it last year. It would be two years ago. It would be three years ago once this these ones come out. So yes, two and a half years ago. But oh well. It, oh, I, I knew there was something I was going to bring up tonight. So I don't know if you saw. Well, you did. You watched the game. The uh, Milwaukee Buck alternate uniforms. Oh, the, the canary bright, yellow. Yellow, but with weird like. I think I made a comment that that I knew Simo would appreciate that it, uh, they they f- unfortunately got broke out the the Australian national no, uniform. No, it's funny because I literally so I have a team Australia uniform that's that color. Yeah, oh, that's right. I mean, because Australia yeah. colors are green and and yellow like that. So, but then they had some like they had blue on them and red, and it was just sort of this weird kaleidoscope yeah. around the yellow, and which they were like made no sense. And they almost looked like soccer uniforms in a way. Yeah, they yeah. were very odd. Do you know what the significance of those are? Because I I don't for the um, life of me. So they were um, celebrating the uh, uh, what was the arena they used to play in when they were in the CBA the. Uh, I don't know. That's what they were selling. The Mecca. The cheese barn? No, the Mecca. Not the okay. cheese barn. <laughs> the beverage farm cheese barn. Yeah. <laughs> I always say the cow no, palace. I, I know that's in Golden State. No, that was the Mecca. So The Mecca. Okay. So the real Mecca of basketball. Um, so, and then, the, and then on top of that with the Cavs, with their crazy blue and orange mashup oh, throw the tide that, pods that, yeah the tide pods that no one wanted um <laughs> they kept selling them all night in the team store like they kept cutting to the team store 30 yeah. percent off <laughs> so with that in mind i was thinking about this and wouldn't it be more interesting like next year like i would write a letter to nike and just say hey how about next year since since you've gone to this like making teams or selling or the NBA has gone to like selling the little patch on the uniforms, right? The every, every uniform's got a logo on it. Now not everyone does. Most of them do, but not everyone has sold that real estate yet, but like 90% of them. Have, yeah. Right? I, I think that is true. Like the Cavs have good year, which is kind of a cool one with the wing foot. I, I got to say, I like the Harley Davidson one too. Yeah. The Harley Davidson was cool. And then, but I was thinking tonight, like how cool would it be? To have a Harley Davidson inspired uniform for the Bucks and a Goodyear inspired uniform for the Cavs. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're going to go that route, it makes more sense than, you know, that whatever the Bucks were wearing tonight. Yeah. Or the Tide Pods. Yeah. But seriously, like, go with the, give the, give the Bucks an alternate, like, what are the Harley Davidson, the orange and, orange and black 
you know, like some kind of really cool thing with, you know, with some, you know, with some racing stripes on it or whatever it is, you know, to well, kind of give or you, you that. could do, you remember how they had the, the Royal blue and gold Cavs throwback uniform. You could do that yeah. with the Goodyear colors. That would totally. be cool actually. Yeah. Right. Or like, even like this, like this, I mean, the Celtics have GE. It's like, do something electric. Well, they do for now. <laughs> right. That's true. But you know, like yeah. it's one of these, like do something interesting that isn't just this like awful train wreck of a, yeah. of a color, you know, that's an affront to your eyes. So Yeah, or just sponsor the Tide Pod uniforms by Tide. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's like to get rid of the Tide Pods. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's just goofy. I don't like the pinstripes on the black unis either. Those, they, they just, they, they're two guys and dolls for me. Oh, the, the on the caps? Did they yeah. have those? Yeah, if you look close, they have them. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't long like the pins. Like you, like if you're too Tim Misney, if you ask me. You <laughs> make them pay. Although I haven't seen any Tim Misney commercials this year. So maybe oh, really? he's not sponsoring anymore now that LeBron's gone. Maybe he stopped making him pay. Yeah, maybe he did. Maybe someone made him pay. That's true. Yeah, although there's still Elk and Elk in the world's worst comb over. Oh my god! <laughs> like at least gotta, the one guy's kind of improved the haircut. Yeah, no, you got to be pretty bad to have beat out Donald Trump for the world's worst comb over. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, anyway, anything you want to pitch? Any? Uh, any? Oh yeah, yeah. I got a few things I've been oh. I've been binge watching lately. Um, oh, have you been watching? Uh, have you watched Homecoming? The no, you pitched that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so I haven't quite finished it yet because I, I I watch it with my wife and she can only binge so much. Uh, <laughs> so we're we're almost to the end of it, but it's it's really interesting. But it's the show from uh, Sam Esmail who created Mr. Robot, yep. and it's got a similar sort of. Are they going to renew Mr. Robot, or is it pretty much done because he's too big a star now? It's coming back for season four. But the season four will be the last season. Okay. It's coming back, I think, in I want to say in January. It was supposed to be in October, but they were still shooting it, and I think Sam got busy with, with Homecoming. So Yeah, and I think um, uh, I just read that uh, Rami Malek's probably going to be the next Bond villain. So. Well, that makes sense. I mean, he's kind of the no, doing it. He, his career is going to skyrocket after Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Well, I feel like Mr. Robot kind of has run. Well, it put him on the map, ways. and then yeah. But it was should it only felt like it should have been like a like I would have been okay with three seasons to be honest. Like like it, it they they kind of ran out they ran out of gas a little bit in season two, and then reinvented it in a cool way in season yeah. three. But I, I don't know what they'll do for season four, and I can't really imagine it going much beyond it because it's so reflective of what's happening in the culture at any given time and mm-hmm. I think it's a victim like most of those shows like House of Cards even even the, the Kevin Spacey scandal notwithstanding I don't know if you watched this last sort of truncated season watched it. But, well so it was a it had decent moments I mean there was definitely some better seasons than others but once once everything happened with the with the Trump White House <laughs> what used to what used to be like yeah hyperbole and and high soap opera on uh on a cable on a, Netflix, on a Netflix cable show became reality 
And it was like, well, wait a minute. Why would you pay to watch something that you basically that you just see? read about on a daily basis or yeah, watch on hap- a daily basis. happening on a daily basis? So I, I think that that's hurt a lot of these shows that have a more political undertone to them because it's I sort of like, well, where, yeah. where do we go from here? Because the reality is so ridiculous. I mean, we're living in a in a reality TV show, and, and even just judging from the um, the trailer for for was it called Dick? Yeah. Um, it, it kind of seems like they, they've embraced that in that movie. Yeah. You know, whereas W was, you know, at least tried to be serious. You know? Well, what's funny is that we can now view that, um, we can now view that administration as comedic when it, you know, light, lightly comedic when it comes yeah. to what we're living through now. And again, not to get political, yeah. but it's just one of those like, well, you know, when because we lived through the Bush administration, there were absolutely moments of, of insanity during that, too. Oh, yeah. But, and but I thought I think also 9-11 was too raw, too. It was. And, and, and yeah, it was a more serious time. It was. But now we can look back on it and. You know, in in this sort of semi comedic way, but um, but it's a it's a it's an escape from you know the 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 Twitter fake news barrage we have going on today. So yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to pitch? Um, have you have you watched the uh, uh, marvelous Mrs. Mizell? No, my wife and I are talking about it. So she's actually graduating. Uh, next weekend, so she's like, "I'm gonna have so much more time." So we're like already planning all the shows we're gonna binge watch. So start. I would I would say start there. I resisted it for a long time because I was like, I don't know, like, well, yeah. From the moment from episode one, you just get hooked in. It's brilliantly written. Uh, it's it's extremely well acted. Did you watch season three of Man in the High Castle? I'm in the middle of it. I can't. Oh. I, I got. That. That's my favorite show. I love that show. I love. I love the show. It's just so. Season three, I find I, I am lost more than not. No, in I understand the, that. In the plot, but I can get that. But also, I'm still still soldiering through. I love the alternate history, like the way they do. Uh, the guy that plays, um, what's his name? Um, Oh, uh, the German general that takes over for Hitler. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. It's going to drive me nuts. Goebbels. Yeah. It's fantastic. And um, then and Mangala is just so creepy. And yeah, super creepy. And, and, and Rufus Sewell is, to me, I mean, obviously he's the centerpiece of the show, him and uh, um, the girl. I can't remember her name. But... He's Alexa Davalov, yeah, yeah, but he's just so fantastic. Oh no, he's inherently watchable. I mean, oh, you, yeah. you, he, he really gives you a lot to to chew on when he when you're watching him like yeah. work his way through his scenes. So, yeah. no, I agree. It's a great show. I just it's it's one of those things when you when you especially when you're trying to binge watch it. It's just every episode I'm find that it's the only show where I have to go back and rewatch a scene because oh, okay. I. I'm like I don't remember this character, or I can't remember where I left this character, or I, I, and because some of the scenes are like, you know, 
30 seconds long. Yeah, and you're and like, definitely Wait. you have to actively watch it. You can't just watch it in the background. No. I'll, I'll, I'll and I, I'm usually pretty good about that, but but for some reason that show, like, I, I, I think it's tremendously well shot. I think it's really well planned out. I'm, um, but there are actually, a lot of characters, yeah. A lot of characters and a lot to keep track of in a in a short amount of time, but um, – yeah. But I'm I'm having a good time with it. I just I don't know. We we wanted a, a like a fun escape, and we started watching Mrs. Meisel and off a recommendation from a friend, and it's just been it's just been a revelation. Like it's really a lot of fun. We, we just we just finished season one, and season two just came out uh, last week. So we'll probably barrel right into that for the holiday season here. So I only have one pitch um, and that is well actually I have two pitches. I have the brew kettle in Strongsville which is fantastic. Go brew your own beer. Um, they had a really good holiday special where you oh. <laughs> sorry you'll see what happens in just a second here. Oh, <laughs> LeBron Could that just a nice hit guy? Kelly Olenek in the nards with the ball. <laughs> <laughs> And then he just yanked him up, probably hoping to yank his arm out of the socket. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> I'll put that on loop. Oh, absolutely. That's a meme right there. So yeah, anyway. that, goes, that goes right with the Tristan Thompson punching uh, uh, Draymond. <laughs> anyway. Um, Sorry, I didn't my, mean to cut off your My pitch, your pitch. Uh, is Barry. Um, I love Barry's really good. Uh, so love Barry. Barry is the story of a serial killer who decides he's going to become an actor, starring uh, Bill Heater. And it was kind of the role that Bill Heater was born to play because Bill Heater works really well in sketch comedy. Yeah, and he's kind. It, we've kind of been t- waiting for him to find the perfect role in a longer form uh, genre, and he he's kind of found it. He's really good. He's a straight man, and he's brilliant at it. Oh yeah, and he he's fantastic, yeah. And and it is dark. Yeah. Is and Henry really Henry Winkler is a lot of fun in it. Oh Henry Winkler won an Emmy. Yeah. Yeah. For that. And he's fantastic. I mean he's he's great in it as as the comedic relief. Um it's a great show. I, I wholeheartedly support that that pitch. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh really in and who is the fellow that's also in Man in the Who? That is Man in the High Castle. Oh yeah, Stephen Root. Stephen Root's in it. He's fantastic. Uh-huh. Yeah. The the guy, the Serbian mos- mobster oh, with alopecia, is so freaking good. hilarious. So good. Yeah, I don't even know who the actor is, but he's. I don't either, but he's, he's really fantastic. he's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So that that shows very good. Um, haven't gotten to the movies in a bit in a few You know what you're not missing anything. I I I I mean most of these most of these good films you can see at the smaller theaters anyways and I mean honestly the I can't tell you how how not looking forward to Aquaman I am (laughs) and how sort of overblown this mortal Engines looks. This is the most ridiculous premise for a movie I've ever seen. It's just insane. It's and it's just it's you know what it is. It's Peter Jackson saying like, "Well, I'll put my name on it. We'll see what happens." <laughs> it is. It is like it is like Shaquille O'Neal in, endorsing the general. Like he'll just put his name on anything now. Yeah. What's the I mean, last chat commercial I saw? Oh. <laughs> it was one. Go ahead. 
you say the one with the general already? Yeah, yeah, no, he's yeah. in some new one that's even like more ridiculous. Like, what the hell is like Shaq doing? In ben, this? It's like that Ben Gay one or Icy Hot one. That no, he's it's, in? it's more ridiculous than that. It's it's a brand new one that just came out, and I'm like, it's like they they pan through these three normal people that are like on a panel or something, and then just at the end, there's Shaq just standing there, all seven foot two of them. <laughs> I think Shaq should bring back Chicklets. And like they should re- rename Chicklets with a spell it with a Q, you know? Yeah, and then just like put him on his teeth when he smiles. Yeah. Oh, Shacklets. Yeah. No, it's it's insane. But anyway, um, yeah. So I, I don't think I really I there's movies I want to see. I, I I I can't recommend Black Klansman highly enough. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was uh, good. Spike Lee's best movie in. But the mainstream stuff is not that good, right? No. I mean. No, I went and saw Fantastic Beasts, and it was it was rough, deadly, right? Yeah. It, but the one thing that saves it is the act. The cast is really good. It's yeah, got an excellent cast. Um, although Johnny Depp chews a lot of scenery, um, but it's just a, a, a kind of an abysmal script. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed. I think the last movie I enjoyed at the theater was probably Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, yeah, and I, I want to go see that for sure. And then, and even that. I mean, look, it's a good movie. It's not a great one. It's a it's a really good performance by Rami and and the guys in the band are really great too. But I mean, it's kind of the it's 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 kind of expected. I mean, it's really yeah. I've heard you know, very by the book. Yeah. Well, LeBron just had another big three. Yeah, well, LeBron and claims he got hit on the arm. <laughs> well, we've been watching that for the last four years. So. Yeah, now, there's Wade coming back. Missed it. It's too bad. This could be, like they said, this is the last, the last LeBron D Wade game, right? Lance, crunch time, Lance just oh missed the dunk. Oh my god, <laughs> Lance! Uh, he got fouled though, so. Yeah, not enough to miss that dunk, though. No, it just—he probably missed it, so draw the foul. <laughs> yeah, and Kuzma's been playing really well for them too. Well, he's having a good game tonight, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, he just—he can't play any defense, though. No, he's—he's he's not a good defender at all. And I, with his build, I—I I think he's just too much of a tweener on defense. Yeah, there's just nothing he does well on defense, but well, he's not. He doesn't seem like he moves laterally very well. Right. But yeah, he's like a shorter Kevin Love. <laughs> <laughs> hey, even Kevin Love learned how to move laterally. He did. He or- did. Uh, anyway, um, have a happy holidays, everybody. I'm sure you'll hear from us at least once again before. Well, maybe oh, once yeah. again before the holidays. That's only, what, today's the 11th? I know. Isn't that hard to believe that we're only two weeks from Christmas? Yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah. But as always, go Cavs. Um, We'll see you Wednesday for the, who are they playing Wednesday? The Knicks. The Knicks. That should be a fun one. Frenchy Longarms and the Knicks. Frenchy Longarms and and, uh, a bunch of guys that may be Cavs in the future when they uh, trade for uh, Courtney Lee's contract. Take that for data. (laughs) Here's a little Cavs the Blog bonus coverage. A little football talk with uh, me and E.G. 
uh, who's Michael Jenkins? He's the guy that was with the Browns in preseason, and then they cut him when they found out he lied to them about his how complicit he was in that insider trading scandal. <laughs> oh, that guy is playing again? Yeah, for the Seahawks. Jeez. He he they signed him after the Browns cut him and then he had to he got to play like two games I think and then and then got suspended for 10 but now he's back and I'm like isn't he still like awaiting trial? Like it seems so weird to me that yeah that that's acceptable but yeah and, oh, and well. meanwhile my team cut the last year's leading rusher so well, I mean, they had no choice. No, really. absolutely, as as was warranted. It was just you know what bugs me though is it is it like I listen to like Phelps on ninety two three the fan, and he's usually the guy who's like you know all about you know you got to do the right thing and you know like Mister whatever. And every it seemed like every reporter he talked to that day. He was like, "Well, do you think the Browns would sweep, scoop up Hunt and on and take a chance?" And it's like, "Dude, what are you talking about? Like, this yeah. guy's out of the NFL for at least. I mean, this is like, look what happened to Ray Rice. Look yeah. at Michael, Mike Vick. Like, these guys have to be gone. I'd say minimum a season for them to have any sort of rebuilt, uh, yeah. you know." image or whatever but well, whatever the, the funny thing about the whole thing is and and we're recording right now by the way oh uh, are we? okay well because i just figured we'd get into it the funny thing about the whole thing is that i mean not not that any of it's funny but the kind of the nfl's willful ignorance on <laughs> they didn't want to find the film and they didn't want to the chiefs to quote-unquote pursue the matter anymore and yeah. And then of course, oh well, we couldn't find the film, but oh look, TMZ could find the film pretty easy. And yeah, they paid him for it, but hey, here's a hint: the NFL has money, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And the, and if the NFL had been smart, they'd have bought the film and buried it and suspended the dude, you know. Yeah. But the NFL's not that smart. And as as the uh, as the Chiefs noted, you know. Or as many have noted, it wasn't that the crime was the cover up was worse than the crime because he lied right. to him repeatedly. So, well, because because I mean, not that I want to get into into the parsing out which 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 is worse because oh absolutely it doesn't get much it doesn't get much worse than that Ray Rice video. I mean, that was a full yeah. on like roundhouse punch that he. Yeah. That he threw at that at, at it was his fiance I think right or girlfriend at least. This didn't seem this girl seemed to be like a party goer maybe not or maybe a you know uh, uh, it didn't seem like she had a relationship with Hunt it was more of like an in the moment thing and it looked to me like a whole bunch of like an invert like a whole bunch of shoving and then even when they say when you say yeah, you I kick somebody. Well, I've seen it. Like when you say you kick somebody, I would think like, oh, you like you like ran up and like you know and like Don Cockrofted them or something, you know. And it was she was sort of like squatting down after after everything, and he walked back over and just took his foot and like like pushed her over with his foot. So not excusing the behavior 
at all. Not not trying to justify anything other than to say to the to the degrees of which you could say one was very much domestic violence, whereas the other seemed more like a you know bad decision making you know on a party night out and that a- an aggravated assault rather than yeah yeah exactly exactly rather than granted now it's still it's still a a, a dude ultimately hitting a, a female and that's that's unconscionable and unacceptable at any level but um well and it's also seven levels of dumb because these guys have this is why these guys have bodyguards you well know, yeah this is why these guys have entourages you know it's because protect the franchise as they always yeah. say the other issue being don't lie to your team about it repeatedly and come as, clean as uh, you know tony kornheiser talked about this you're in a casino. Unless you are in your bathroom, there's video. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. there's video everywhere Every- in a casino. <laughs> but it's just a whole thing. It's like you shouldn't be that person. You know no, what I mean? Absolutely. Like, get mad. You don't need to take it out on people. It doesn't matter if it's a girl, guy, whoever. It's like yeah. you're, you're represent the, the league, the job that you have, your team – your teammates, your family, or just represent yourself a little bit better than that in society. There's no need for it. You know, I mean, everyone makes mistakes, but it's all about how you own those mistakes and, and, you know, what kind of judgment you choose to use. I mean, that's, again, nothing good ever happens after, what, two in the morning, and especially not at a casino. So. <laughs> no, no, it does not. And, and, you know, it's funny where they were talking about, like, oh, do you think, you know, the Browns, it's like, well, this all happened in Cleveland, <laughs> like when he was when he was yeah. in. He was this like at, in the, uh, pilot at Jack right? Casino. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, it's just one of those like, and then he's had other incidents too. Like there was that nightclub incident. Apparently, um, you know, it's, it's it's not like it's isolated. It's not like I mean, there's certainly a pattern well, with this guy. The, whole, the dumbest thing about the whole thing is like literally, you are on course for the Super Bowl. You know, you yeah. are, you, you, this is like a once in a lifetime season you're having right now, and you're going to ruin it with this idiotic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cert- certainly that was, certainly that was a, uh, a mitigating factor in, in why Baltimore was able to, to get him into overtime this past week. I mean, they just didn't have that, they, a whole dimension of their, of the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, offense was missing, yeah. and again, not not excusable, but just sort of a uh, this is what you cost your yeah. the people around. It's not just about you; it's about your teammates and the organization, and you know everything else that kind of goes along with that. So, and obviously the victim. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, especially the victim. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, just on, speaking of good running backs, the the Browns have one now. Yeah. yeah, they got a good running back. They got a good quarterback. They got a good pass rusher. They uh, they've got a lot of good things going for them. They don't have a good coach yet, but hopefully they get one in the offseason. Williams fan, not for head coach. I think I. I mean, when Tom and I kind of you know went over it before, I I, I just I feel like I'm all for giving guys second chances, but. Um, 
I mean, that was that was a particularly egregious chapter in in uh, recent NFL history with Bounty Gate. And then oh, okay. I, I just I just don't know that somebody was talking about it today, just saying that Greg Williams is a really good motivator in the short term. He's a perfect temp, you know interim coach for these guys, but it's an act that that over the course of an entire season might wear on guys and get a little bit old where you yeah. want maybe somebody who's a, it's fine if your defensive coaches or coordinators like that but and then you know too with him focusing on the whole team really seems like the defense has been the thing that's kind of slipped ever since those uh those fires granted it, it can coincided with a lot of injuries too but um but still like that's well hey most that was a great goal line stand at the end of uh the game sunday so yeah it was but it was also clearly cam newton missing some guys well, from the shoulder true yeah i mean both those guys were open they just he just he just threw a bad ball both times and then that that last interception was just god awful so <laughs> Um, yeah, I didn't see that. I was brewing up at the uh, the brew kettle in Strongsville. So nice. That's a good place to be. Oh yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we went for my wife's birthday, and uh, we she's turning forty two. So we are brewing nice. uh, life, the universe, and everything. Um, raspberry <laughs> stout. Yeah, a little a little Douglas Adams joke there. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs Podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.